Good evening, everyone. Um, I am your host, Jameer. This is uh, the podcast, Heavenly Places, and I'm along here with uh, Dorothy. I hope your week has went well. Um, Before I do any talking, I, I believe we should go into prayer. Father, we thank you for your goodness, grace, and mercy. We thank you for this day, Father. We thank you for sending your son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for our sins. Um, lead us and guide us and direct us this evening, Father, as we study your word, Father, Lord, and your scriptures, Father, and um, try to get understanding. Father, I pray for all the listeners, Father, Lord, and all the people throughout the nation that you protect them from hurt, harm, and danger, and comfort the people, Father, Lord, who have been involved in the mass shootings, Father, and... Um, Texas and Ohio, Father. Just guide them and direct them, Father. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yes, uh, last time we we um, talked, it's been a couple of weeks now with the podcast, and unfortunately since then, we had two mass shootings. And one basically in the same day within 13 hours of each other. So let's let's keep the people in prayer, um, the families and the loved ones. That's really the, one of the things that has been on my heart. Um, but this evening we're going to continue the study that we were doing before about the new age in the church. And this evening we kind of touched on a little bit of them. Um, but we didn't really go into deep. I just kind of mentioned them. But I want to mention um, it's probably more than, than this, but four New Age teachings in a church um, that are in the new church today, and also um, the scriptures that they come from, and also how it's actually, well, it can be a new age teaching, but it's actually a scriptural foundation for it to why they teach these things. But a lot of times people get carried away and they don't know when to stop. Um, so they just keep on going as far as the edge and some of them fall off the edge, unfortunately. Uh, one of the first ones, and actually I have four of them down on the list, was the imagination kind of um, tying in with visual Visualization. Um, and I know if you're very familiar with the occult, New Age, you will hear people talking about visualization. Actually, it's a book out that's called The Secret. It basically says you can think of something, like you can have wealth come to you. Um, you can have different opportunities come to you just by thinking it. And I actually has kind of infiltrated the church. Actually, it's been in the church for quite some time, maybe at least 30 years or more. And it's called the uh, they uh, in my circle they call it the name it claim it type thing. If you ever heard any of those type of teachings, and I'm not saying that those are um, unbiblical, but it could be a great area where it can get very, very, very unbiblical. Where you have teachers using it the wrong way, you have people using it to get rich, um, people over the pulpit, and they're encouraging people to give give money to them. So they can afford different things, different like uh, things of pleasure, and they encouraging people to give more and more. A lot of people don't don't have money to give in the first place, and they 
end up borrowing money and all these types of things and getting into more debt. Um, but not just the financial, not just the financial side of it, but um, it's a it's a lot also the the uh, occulted side of it too because a lot of times with people like to tap into things that are that are not of God, you know, when you you when you start talking about naming it and claiming it and um the secret, which is a book, um, a lot of those things can get very very occulted where you're depending on something or some entity or some being besides our Father in Heaven, and that will be kind of like the main dividing line distinguishing between what is of God our Father in Heaven and what's of the God of this world. Um, but the teaching of that from the, the imagination of visualization of Scripture that some people use is uh, actually Hebrews chapter 11, verse 4 says, uh, 11, it says, verse 4 says, By faith we understood that the universe was formed by the imagination of God. So what is seen was now made out of what was visible. So basically, this is talking about that word. Uh, by faith, we understand that the world was formed or framed um, by the imagination, or the, the actually the Hebrew word that they use is the word yetzer, Y-E-T-Z-E-R. Yetzer, you can actually find it in your Bible, and it is the word imagination, very closely associated with visualization. So we see that uh, as God, our Father in heaven, when he was uh, creating the universe, he just... I mean, he was snapping his finger, but he thinks so quick, and he acts so quick. He designed it so quickly. I mean, he just said it and came to existence, but he was using, he was forming all these things in his mind and in his imagination, and uh, this is what our father was doing. Actually, I believe uh, the creator, uh, Jesus Christ, Elohim, it says in the beginning, all three of them was there, and he, of course, he was a part of it, too. Um so we have them using their mind, and it manifested as as far as the uh, creation of the world and the universe, everything that we can see with the telescope, and even things the telescope and microscope and things like that cannot see, was created by the imagination of God. And then we also have an uh, an imagination. What well, that's talking about the mind of God. And then we also have the scripture where it says we have the mind of Christ. You know, so that right there is what I'm talking about, the mind. We have the mind of Christ. So the mind that we're using, whenever, like, when people are talking about the name and the claiming, they start focusing on their selves and what they can do. Like, there's a teaching called I am that I am. Basically, they're talking about that they are the ones who are in control, that they are the ones who are saying this and having these things. Of course, you are saying something with your voice, but all those things, unless you are tapped into the presence of our God, Father is of the world. It's um, not of God, and it's a lot of people that, that get involved in that. Anything of the of the flesh, basically, you get in, involved in the flesh. You don't want to get involved in fleshly things, but you can pray. The, the word says that we can pray. We can decree things, and it shall be established. We can establish things. I'm not saying you you cannot do that. I'm not saying that you cannot pray and. Uh, command 
for somebody's body to be healed. I'm not saying you cannot pray for this certain car to be yours and all all these types of things. You know, we can pray and we can command and do all these things, and I believe our, our Father God wants us to do that. But if we're doing it out of the flesh, well, we might receive something, you know, but it probably is not from more than likely, I believe. Actually, I'm pretty sure 100% for sure, sure if you're doing it in the flesh, it's not from our Father God. But if we are tapped in to uh, our Father God, if if we are one, Scripture says if we are one, uh, or Jesus actually said that he prayed, you know, in the Garden of Gethsemane, that we may be one, just as even him and the Father is one. So that's one of the things he prayed for, and he prayed that we have, will have the mind of Christ. You know, another thing, this little side note, people say that Solomon was the most wisest man that ever existed. That's what Scripture says. But guess what? There was one that was wiser than Solomon, and guess who that was? Jesus, okay? And in his mind, he knows all things. And guess what? Scripture says that we have the mind of Christ. So guess what? If if we tap into the presence of God, into his presence, we also, we can have the mind of Christ, and we can be like a whole lot of little Solomons, actually greater than Solomon, you know? Uh, our Lord and Savior, the one who died on the cross for our sins, we can be just like him if we tap into his mind of Christ and and we can pray over people. And I've seen many, many miracles of uh, people who have been healed, testified, and all these kind of things by people praying and commanding healing over people. And I've, I've seen people be diverted and averted from danger and all these types of things. But once you start taking credit for yourself, that right there is when you start operating in the flesh, and once you start doing imagination and things like that that are ungodly, that's when you start pulling from the flesh, and our flesh is nothing good in the flesh. That's when we start tapping into things that can be very, very, or are occultic, occultic with, with evil spirits, you know, because evil spirits they're listening to, and they're hearing what's going on. So you want to be very, 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 very careful. I said, Jesus said, rarely, rarely, you know, I'm, my words are not as strong as his, but he said, rarely, rarely, you know, when that's very important, you know. So you want to be very, very careful with um, imagination. Um, the second one is uh, meditation. Very is actually very, very popular. Has been very, very popular for many years. I'm sorry for saying rarely so many times. Um, but, uh, that scripture is from Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. Joshua chapter 1, verse 8 talks about meditation. But we have a lot of times where people are talking about meditation, like in yoga and transcendental meditation um, and a lot of Hinduism and Buddhism and all this kind of stuff. They talk about emptying yourself or emptying your mind, becoming like this empty vessel. And scripture also talks about us believers becoming empty vessels, but that is only so that the Holy Spirit can fill us. But uh, when when the world secular they talk about they talk about becoming empty vessels, so something else can fill you, <laughs> and that again is an evil spirit. It would be an evil spirit just filling you. So whenever they go into the meditations and these evil spirits. They have been around many generations. 
So when people meditate and they get information and insight and it's like they prophesying and they saying all these things, or they pull them for knowledge from these evil spirits and these evil spirits, they tell the truth and they lie. So they're going to tell them good things. They're going to tell them bad things. But the thing is they allow them that, that thing to take hold of them. And we are not to have two masters as uh, Jesus had told us. It says we're going to either have one father or the other. You know, Joshua says, choose ye this day whom you will serve. It says, um, he says, me, as far as me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So meditation, meditation can be very worldly. It can be very, very, very demonic. Uh, I, I didn't read the scripture, but it says, Joshua chapter 1, verse 8, keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it. There goes the word meditate. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything that is written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. So there goes prosperous. So it's talking about meditating on the word. Um, when you study that word, the Hebrew word meditate is actually very similar to um, this is how a cow chews grass, they said he kind of like chews it over and over again, or like a, a man may chew gum, except the cow, how they chew grass is very more kind of uh, graphic if you want to do some research on that, but it's talking about a cow kind of just marinating, chewing chewing the grass over and over again, and that's what this word meditate is. It's not so we're meditating, so we're emptying ourselves, but we're meditating on a specific aspect of the Old Testament or the New Testament or the old, like in, in the New Testament, they call the Old Testament, the oracles of God, Peter called. So we're meditating on a particular aspect of it. Maybe we're thinking about John 3.16, for God so loved the world while we're meditating. Or maybe we think about Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. You know, so meditation is not bad, but we have to meditate on things of God. Actually, Excuse me. Um, um, Paul, I'm sorry. Paul, he talks about, he doesn't use the word meditation, but he says, uh, think on these things. We're so wherever things are good. We're so wherever things are pure. Um, we're so things are lovely. We're so wherever things are godly. Think on these things. Thinking is another form, another way of meditation. So we are to think on godly things, and we can go into a quiet place. We can get on our knees. We can sit down in a chair. We can be driving in a car just as long as you're focusing on the road. You know, also, <laughs> we're sitting in a cafeteria full of people, and we can meditate. You know, we don't have to be humming and legs crossed and all this kind of things, you know. Um, we can just get on our knees. We don't have to do all that, okay? So the first thing was imagination. The second thing was meditation. Okay, the third thing is... um. The third one is a prophetic words. I talked about it a little bit. Um, prophetic words, another way that they uh, use it today is um, fortune telling. I even believe I heard some churches that were using uh, tarot cards. Tarot cards, you know, as a way of interpreting someone's future, you know. Um Again, very demonic when you're fortune telling. Um, if you remember King Saul, he went to uh, 
a witch, the witch of Endor, and then he even called, and then he even called, asked the witch of Endor to call up um, uh, Saul, you know, from the dead. So he was involved in some type of a occult things, things he should not have been practicing and believing as the king of Israel. But he was trying to get like a, a direction. That's what basically what a prophetic word is, or this fortune telling. I think they're trying to get direction for your life. But you know what? Actually, if you turn straight to the scripture for yourself, you will find that our Father God, he's actually running off at the mouth with so much wisdom. You don't have to go hear anybody speak over a pulpit or go see some no special prophet. You can actually, actually, you can you can do this by uh, praying yourself or just reading the Bible yourself. But, but, Joel chapter 2, verse 28, it says, uh, And afterwards I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy, your old men will dream dreams, and your young men will see visions. So it's not demonic when you have people prophesying or prophetic or prophesying over you and telling you certain things. I have had people tell me certain things that had happened and things that I was supposed to do um, many times in my life. Sometimes they wasn't clear. Sometimes they was specific and I did those things or I seen what happened and it came to pass um, from prophetic words that people have given me through the Holy Spirit, through God. But again, remember now, there's always two, um, evil and good, Satan and God. So you have words coming from all those places that's why it's good to meditate on the word so you can learn to distinguish it and have what scripture calls discernment. Because especially in these days, you have, it says that afterwards I will pour out my spirit. And it's talking about the end times, about our Father God pouring out his spirit. Well, guess what? The enemy, he doesn't want to be left behind. He's going to try to do the same thing and duplicate the same thing. And we have so many things going on in a very, very church, in the very four walls, you know. Um, so we got to be very careful, practice discernment. There are, are churches that are very dedicated to our Father God and true to God, and they are not like that. But then you have churches that are false, and then there's, there's different reasons why they're false. They're just totally false, and they want to be false. And some are just misled. You know, they're not trying to do that on purpose. They just think that what they're supposed to do. Um, so prophetic words fortune telling, things like that we have to be aware of. Um, <clears throat> the other one is prosperity. Now, prosperity, I've kind of mentioned that earlier, but we have a lot of mega churches and pastors buying jets. They're driving around in Lamborghinis and Benzes and Mercedes and all these types of things. And they're just like living a big life, staying in mansions, mansions, buying $1,000 shoes and all these kind of things um, and suits and wearing different suits every weekend, every day. Um, and they use this scripture right here. Third uh, John chapter one, verse two, it says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in good health, even as I so prosperous. Okay. So it says two things prosper and be in good health. I believe in divine healing. I believe we should walk in health, but I also believe that we should do certain things as far as eating healthy as best as we can. I know 
how the world is set up now. Um, they eat healthy. It's costly. A lot of people, they can't afford to eat healthy, which is unfortunate, you know. It's kind of like they do that almost intentionally. But since we can't sometimes afford that, that we that's when we have to rely on our Father God and pray over what we eat and bless what we eat. So those are ways that we can be in health, but also I believe uh, the Holy Spirit causes people to, to operate in gifts of healing. And not just healing of the body, but mental health. People are dealing with drama and trauma. And I'm not saying you don't you don't go to a psychologist and all these things, but the Holy Spirit also can heal, right? The Holy Spirit can also heal. But the thing with the prosperity, our Father God, he wants to bless people. He blessed King David and um, and Moses. You see what he did in Abraham. I mean, he gave him all these riches and treasures. But the thing is, our Father God, he doesn't want us to hold on to them, okay? He doesn't want us to hold on, on to them like that. I'm, okay, I can see if you need a jet and you're using that jet for ministry where you're helping to feed people and clothe people. There are people who are mega churches and they do those things and it is more convenient for them. But then you have people who are using those same jets and things like that. And they're going on these vacations, they're going on trips and cruises, taking advantage and spending people's money because people are looking for hope and they just giving their money away. And these people are just using it to buy suits and expensive suits instead of doing what they said they were going to do as they um, become a pastor or a, a priest or whatever is where they're supposed to what de- defend the, those who can't defend themselves, the orphans, the widow, the homeless, um, the weak and the feeble, those are who are they, who they are supposed to help. So it's nothing wrong with the money part, but it's like, it says that the, uh, the scripture says doesn't say money is evil, but it says that the love of money is the root of all evil. And a lot of these people, they get so attached to that and to the items and the things that they can give them. And they end up losing sight on what that money is there for and why people are giving it so that they can bless the people in the kingdom of God. Um, so they can bless the people uh, in the kingdom of God and that and that right there the prosperity thing especially here in America because America is, is the blessed country I believe I believe Father God has blessed us in such a way so that we can be a worldwide evangelism tool America is one of the most even though we're one of the most countries that built the most weapons and blow up the most things and all these kind of things but and that has a lot to do with the government, not really particularly the American people, because the government, even though it's people in there, but it's people who run the government who don't have a lot of times the interest of the actual people. And the people in America, even though a lot of them are involved in all different types of things, things that are, are, are ungodly and stuff, but at their heart, I can say that the people of America. A lot of them, well, America is one of the most given nations. That's what, I guess that's the point I'm trying to make. He had, the church gives a lot, not just in Bibles, but I see the church giving clothes, food, all these types of things. And the, and the is very important, but people need other things too, shelter, 
I see them building houses, teaching people, education, all these types of things, the different types of ministries. But even as far as when you think secularly, America is also one of the most given nations in the world. And I believe that's one of the reasons why they are blessed. But at the same time, we have so much abundance, so much that people end up taking advantage of it and courting and keeping too much for themselves and and wasting money, wasting resources, wasting God resources. You know, it's like uh, when Father God comes back, he said, okay, what you, what you do with all the talent I give you? Sometimes talent is not like just like creating videos, but it's like also money, you know, resources and things like that. So those are things that we have to be aware of where people don't think that it's new agey, but it is kind of a new age practice, a new age way of teaching. So those right there are the four main points that I want to focus on. Um, finishing up with uh, the part two of the uh, new age teaching. Dor- Dorothy, did you have anything you wanted to add to it? No, I think you got pretty much of it covered. It's <clears throat> The only thing I can think of is when father has a doctrine or a rule, a spiritual rule, the enemy is always there to make a counterfeit, to sucker father's yes. people in. So yes. you got to be careful. If it sounds good, it's not always good. you got to check it out. Yes. And like he'd like to get get us, and there'd be some strong, I mean, not strong believers, but believers, but they get caught up on a rabbit trail on a rabbit hole and going to all these other places. I'm not saying that they're not believers, but they just go so distracted. They're not in a place or going to the places that they're supposed to be going to, you know? Um, yeah. So that's one thing you can, you can watch. You, and then one way you can do that is by using one of the tools that the new age state is theirs, but actually, any tool that they that they have is actually they're actually borrowing it or they're ripping it off. It's like a bootleg copy of what the Father God has already said and given to us. So we can have discernment and meditate, and it's way more powerful because it's not us. It's just basically the only thing that we're doing is surrendering and allowing the Holy Spirit to move freely through us. And the Holy Spirit, nothing. Uh, there's nothing more powerful. Than the Holy Spirit. I mean, remember that uh, we had to remember that our Father God, He created Lucifer, and Lucifer is just an angel. He's like on the level of angels, so he's not equal. Well, God, He's not equal with Jesus. You know, He's not equal to the Holy Spirit. He's in a, a classification that's way, way, way below. You know, and then we think that angels are way powerful than us without a God, but the angels don't even have a they're not capable of having the Holy Spirit dwell in them like we have, even though they, the angels who have not fallen, they have a relationship with the Father, which I don't, which we don't know much about. We just know they worship Him, but we have a relationship with the Father that the angels admire, and I believe that's one of the reasons maybe why Lucifer maybe is so upset or mad because he's like, how can this piece of dirt? which we were created, I have be like that. It seems like it's unfair, but we don't know those things or understand those things. And some of the things happen 
before that the Bible really doesn't go into deep on, but some of the things we kind of can make educated guesses, guesses on and things that uh, we still won't even really truly fully know until we, our Father God reveals it to us, and I believe he will in heaven. It's not something not really for us to really, really know fully for right now. Yeah. Well, I'd like to thank everyone um, for uh, listening and tuning in and take these, these four points, the four scriptures that I've given you to help you to not be tricked or deceived um, into the New Age movement, into the devices of the enemy, and how he can trick you and fool you. It's almost like uh, Eve, what he did to Eve in the beginning. He was like telling Eve that she can be like God, but he Eve didn't realize that she was already like him and had everything that she was desiring because uh, that's what the Father God desires for us. Um, and also, as I close in prayer, let's let's remember the people who have who have lost family, and people there's people still in critical condition. So we can also I remember we I talked about earlier about meditating in the cream. That's if you can speak healing or pray healing, or even pray if you don't feel comfortable with that praying for direction and guidance guidance on the doctors to use technology to treat these people so they won't lose life, so they won't lose health, so they won't lose brain function because it's still people in critical condition and all those types of things. So, Father, we thank you for your goodness, grace, and mercy. We thank you for your salvation. We thank you for your love, Father. Um, Guide us and direct us this week, Father, and um, strengthen us, Father, but help us to use these tools. We ask these things and Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Yes. 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 Well, I I thank you for having me again this evening. (laughs) Well, thank you for the teaching. It was very good. We have to, you know, sometimes we think we know things, we learn things, and then sometimes we need to be reminded. I know I do. So, yeah, you know, I do hopefully. too. I remind all the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully this acts as a reminder to people, or maybe it's new to some people, new age, you know. There's nothing new under the sun, baby. It's all the old stuff <laughs> recycled. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just amazing how how. It is the old stuff. If you look through scripture, it's, oh, they part, tried to pull this before. Ah. <laughs> yeah. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you have a blessed night. Come here. You, you, you also have a blessed day. Blessed evening. And Father bless everybody. Good night. Yes, Father bless. God bless. All right. Good night.